When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Sky Sports Fantasy Football, courtesy of Fantasy Football Scout Game Week 20 Preview. My name is Luke and with me as ever is Niall. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a, an unfortunate time that we've spent on the sidelines. Uh, well, I suppose we've been postponed like quite a lot of the football fixtures have been. <laughs> um, but no, good to see that your your laptop's back up and running and, uh, and you know, hopefully... Uh, Everyone who's joined in with the spaces that we've been doing over the last few weeks, that we've done four or five of them now, has uh, has enjoyed those. But, you know, it's good to be back and recording again with you. Definitely. Yeah, those spaces are great, to be honest. They've been uh, they've been good. Obviously, the whole community can get involved. If you've not, if you're watching this video and you've not heard of them or whatnot, uh, you can see our Twitter handles at the bottom there, hopefully. Um, occasionally, we'll jump onto spaces on Twitter. And if you see it, jump in. You can uh, you can ask us questions, chat, get involved. It's uh, it's great, to be honest. Um, but yeah, computers back up and running, finally. It's been a long time. Lots of drama that I won't get into, but it's working now. And I'm chuffed to have it because um, now I can start doing some gaming as well. So I missed that out. But anyway, um, how's it been going, Niall? Because it's been a long time. Uh, I looked at our ranks and they're pretty much exactly the same as they were about seven weeks ago or whatever it was. So we're kind of treading water. That's the feel I get. Is that is that what the impression you've had? Yeah, definitely. There's been there's been some major ups and some major downs, I think, over the last few weeks. Uh, but the biggest high was had Ronaldo captain for that Arsenal game. That feels like ages ago now because it right. was, um, which boosted me quite a lot. And then, uh, God, last week, the week before, I brought in Antonio on that Sunday. Um, as I planned to do, but I didn't do it for Rafinha. I think I took out Christensen instead. But I captained Antonio instead of captaining Gallagher on that day mm. when Gallagher went crazy. So that was a that was a kick in the teeth. Um, and then my team's just been ravaged as everyone else's has by these postponements. Yeah. So I've basically not moved. The good thing for me is that I haven't used that many transfers over the period because I just thought you know there's so much uncertainty at the moment. Mm-hmm. Keeping cards close to the chest and waiting for the picture to become clearer. Hopefully. Is a strategy that will work out, but I know that you've made a few in, in that period as well, and you've you've gained on a couple of the transfers. So, um, yeah, overall pretty good. So in the last week, I got 104 points, which actually is really good. That's the highest I think I've had in a while. I think I got 41 the week before, so that just shows how dismal it's been. <laughs> um, and I'm currently sitting at 1,110th overall, which is a little bit further down than I would have thought. But as I say, I've got some transfers flush, and I'm hoping to attack the fixtures as we move into January with some rearrangements. How are you getting on? Nice, yeah. I think the key bit to take there is just, and I think a lot of the experienced guys in some of the groups we're in and stuff were much of the same thinking, as as, as tempting as it is to just start using transfers when your players are missing out and you want to obviously get that immediate gain and suddenly transfers that would have never been in your mind to do um, suddenly suddenly look like options. And it's always important to, to keep them as options, right? Because occasionally a, a two for zero or three for zero will pop up. But I think basically keeping your powder dry, trying to hold on to your transfers, you never know that the person you bring in won't be suspended for the next game and that's always the danger with this covid thing so i think if you've got through this period and you're like us you know around the sort of same way you were before the, the key thing to take is i haven't ended up using those and those transfers just to try and navigate it so 
Um, yeah, that, that's probably the key bit to take from that. If you have used them, then you have used them, um, and you know there's nothing you can do about that. But I think it's a it's definitely a good point to to take on board. Um, I, I listening to you say those things. I mean, the Gallagher one, I had that too. I mean, that was a, that's a lesson for me. Get we know Gallagher's, and again, it's these things of when you've got a perfectly good captain on that day to then. I know it made sense to bring in a West Ham player anyway because of the fixtures they had extra games, so I was I was probably always going to do that. But then to throw the armband on them as well, it, it's always in those scenarios, I feel like, where, and we've talked about it before, transfers, yes, they're valuable. They can actually end up costing you points quite a lot of times throughout the season. And, yeah, it might have been different. You know, Gallagher might have got zero and Antonio might have got three in another universe. But, you know, Gallagher's just an absolute beast. I didn't need to do that, really. I should have just left him. And to be honest, if you're playing the safe game, you know, he is going to be the most heavily captain player on that day. So it's actually a risk to go to go against him. So maybe a little bit of a lesson learned there for me anyway. Um, yeah, uh, of late, the most the best the best thing I've done, really, is bring in Trent Alexander-Arnold. I bought him in a few weeks ago now. Um, just was basically just fed up with him being ridiculously good and... Although he is obviously a very good player in Sky and he always has been. We've talked about it before where he's probably just below the very top tier players because of the fact that he doesn't always get passing. However, he just seems to just completely bypass that and decided to just up those assists, those that goal threat all the time. He's getting tackles, even getting shot here. And Liverpool as well were keeping the clean sheets, right? Whereas me and you have had blocked Chelsea defences for a lot of it. So he was also beating them in that in that area. Um, so yeah, for me, the block Chelsea defence has really cost me really this season, in fact, which I couldn't foresee that personally. I thought that was going to be my ace up the sleeve and it just really hasn't been. Um, and the Cancelo captain, which I think a few of us did um, this week, I think you did as well, didn't you, Niall? So they're, they're the good points. Um, and I think Cancelo moving forward, um, people still, still seem, and I see it in group chats and everything, it's very much this Salah perma captain when he's playing. And I think that's still... Um, a fairly good ethos to take but I, I would just say when Cancelo is on the same day and we have been saying it a while he is definitely definitely in the conversation especially in his easier games just because he's got so many avenues yeah the fact he got a goal and assist in this game is obviously a tad lucky because defenders don't get goals and assists every week but we just know anyway even if that didn't happen he was onto a clean sheet potentially he was onto passing potentially sh- shooting because he's been shooting a hell of a lot for a, for a defender um, tackles, he's just got everything hasn't he so he's definitely in the conversation every time they play on the same day and he's I think he's the second highest scoring player in the game now just behind Salah um, so those two really have have just been the, the major keys I think probably alongside Gallagher just because of his price and his position those three guys, if you've had them over this period and even from I mean I say over this period from the very start of the season to be honest all three of those have been firing I think those have probably been the three key, key assets in the game and they probably still are moving forward do, do you agree with that? Totally agree. And I'd also say that Trent's possibly coming into the conversation around captaincy, you know, with everything mm. that's happening around AFCON. So mm-hmm, Salah yeah. might be disappearing at some point. So we still don't know exactly when he's going to be away, which is quite frustrating. Um, but, you know, looking at some of the games, even Liverpool on Tuesday the 28th, so not long away now, they're playing against Leicester away. Uh, Leicester have been pretty porous at the back. If Salah isn't there, we still don't know. The chances are he will be, but if he's not, then you could look to to Trent as an alternative captain mm-hmm. to cover off those Liverpool games. But I think now we're going to move possibly from that perma-captain in Salah whenever he's playing to perma-captain in Cancelo. Yeah. yeah that is just right. an animal. And, and, and as, as he said, he's been picking up a lot more shot bonus, which you know, is rare for defenders to get that, but he's picked up a few times now. 
He's still knocking the ball around. He's capable of getting tackles. The guy can just get points from everywhere. Mm. Uh, and City have been keeping clean sheets too. So he's yeah, he's he's an absolute fixture in, in most people's teams there. And I think that'll be the case for a while. But I suspect yeah. he'll be more and more and more. And I'm looking already, Wednesday 29th, he's got Brentford away. The only other game that day is Chelsea against Brighton. It'll be it'll be Cancelo every oh, single day. 100%, yeah. And, and obviously the fact that he's... I think he's, he's played every single game apart from last week where he was suspended. He started every single game for Man City. So he's up that area of his game as well compared to last season where he, he missed out every now and then. And he got 24 points versus Newcastle, 48 as captain, 14 versus Wolves um, before that. Uh, again, with the man of the match, which... You know, tackles and passes he got in that one. This week he got passes and shots. He got man of the match. Obviously his assistant goal. And the biggest travesty, to be honest, is against Wolves. He ended up with just four points, just passes tier one. I actually had him captain on that day, which I think was okay because I think Salah only got an assist, so he missed out by two points. But if anyone who watched that game, he was easily the best player on the pitch again in that game and could have got a massive haul in that game as well. And I think that's what tipped a lot of us to start looking at him towards captain. So, yeah, I banged on enough about him. I think he's been fantastic. Um... In terms of your team now and moving forward, are you happy with where you sit then? And, and and obviously, for me personally, I'm finding it quite difficult with all these games that are potentially being postponed. I know we've had a bit of good news recently that it's it's looking like teams are going to be almost forced to... I say good news. Good news in terms of football, anyway. are going to be forced to uh, to play as long as they've got the minimum numbers required. And there's a lot of games now to be fit in um, over the coming sort of game weeks that they're not on the site yet, so... I, I'm a person who really likes to visualise it. I know that you, there's lots of predictions of who will play and what happens. And when I look at my team, I start to go blurry-eyed. And uh, obviously Ben Krellin, if you guys don't don't follow him on Twitter, has all these predictions of where the, where the games are going to go. But I really need to see it in front of me to try and plan it out. And I think you've been having a little look, haven't you, and seen some, some opportunities and stuff for moving forward for your team. Absolutely. And I would say at this point, all of this is speculative. So we don't mm. know for sure. We're waiting to see the detail. As with everything right now in Sky, as in any fantasy format there's just so much uncertainty you've got covid you've obviously got the rearranged fixtures you don't know which players are going to turn up from from day to day yes the announcement for the premier league was good that games are going to go ahead from a purely the fact i'm off for the next two weeks i'm going to want to watch every single game i can but chances are that if they've got i think it was 13 13 fit players uh, including a goalkeeper and that includes the under 23s i believe so that means that you know the criteria for games being called off the bar's now been raised quite a lot so suspect we may see less call-offs now unless training grounds and stuff start getting shut down again which which possibly could happen but so that, that that's something we need to just take into account and I think possibly that's why I've kind of been stifled a little bit and haven't used as many transfers during this period mm-hmm. as I would have liked normally December is a month where I, I go hard and Mm-hmm. make a few transfers hopefully capitalize on free for none i'll tell you stuff. one i'll tell you one now that you probably wish you'd have done and i wish i had done and that's mendy to ramsdale he's been absolutely oh, killing on, us man. both yeah so we, we spoke about that at the time i think mm. our, our view was that mendy would keep more clean sheets i mean he should have kept a clean sheet against everton he did keep a clean sheet at the weekend against wolves but mm. chelsea have looked pretty dismal and, and ramsdale obviously you know he got a big 15-pointer in there somewhere. I know he only got the three points doubled against Everton. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that is that is quite frustrating. Um, He's now but, the highest-scoring goalkeeper in the game. He costs yeah. a million less than Mendy. Um, and obviously, he didn't, he didn't, play didn't, again. didn't start right at the very beginning as well. So, these keepers are really important to get right in Sky. We've always known that. And Mendy, I, I mean, 
Chelsea just fell apart for a few weeks defensively, didn't they? They had a few issues and obviously losing their two centre midfielders affected them. That can happen. I still believe, stubbornly, that Mendy will probably be right up there come the end of the season, but it doesn't matter because this is the period where you wanted to target those heavy points and Ramsdale did have multiple avenues. So uh, with Mendy leaving for the for the AFCON, I could have taken that opportunity. Um, the only thing is it was still a period of quite a few games, wasn't it? About seven or eight games, but about the time when I thought maybe I could bring Ramsdale in before it was the AFCON. So I don't know whether I made a mistake there or not, but uh, ultimately I did because Ramsdale scored a, a hell of a lot more points. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's been frustrating. The bottom line is though that the, the ship might not have sailed on opportunities to capitalise on Mendy's departure to AFCON. So he's someone I've got in my team. You asked me how my team's going, so mm. start with him. I'm thinking about taking him out. I was thinking, you know, I was probably just going to move him to Ramsdale like everyone else, uh, even though I feel like I've, I've maybe missed those those points and opportunities for him. And I know they've got some more difficult games coming up. They've got Man City and they've got Tottenham, I think, yeah. um, after New Year. So I'm thinking, well, where else can I go? What other goalkeepers can I look at? And De Gea is really starting to stick out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think... The good thing is that over the festive period, Man United's games are always at the end of the game week. So they've obviously got Newcastle on, on the day after Boxing Day, once everyone else has played. Right. And then they've got they've got Burnley, uh, which I think falls after it does. It falls at the end of the game week. So you've got Chelsea playing Brighton the night before, and then you could bring in De Gea. So there's talk that Mendy might not even see that Brighton game. We don't know yet. We still don't know what's happened with AFCON mm-hmm. in terms of the dates that people are leaving. Um, it looks like it's going to go ahead. So those transfers are going to have to be made. But if if Mendy plays against Brighton, I think I'll probably take him out the next day, bring in De Gea, who's got Burnley. Um, and then he's got a good run, De Gea. So he's got Wolves after that, Villa to come. And there's also the chance that there are some of the games that were cancelled. So mm. Brentford game and the Brighton game might get slotted in at some point during January. So you're looking at possibly one, two, three, four, five games in the same period as you know Liverpool Man City and possibly Chelsea have one or maybe two max so there's a good chance there to hopefully steal yeah. a march by bringing in some Man United players now obviously at this point it's still not confirmed it's all up in the air things are changing yeah. day by day I but think, I think odds wise it's looking good because like I say Ben yeah. Krellin saying there's a I think he's convinced that I think he almost put a lock symbol which he wouldn't do if he didn't on at least a game week 22 in FPL anyway as they call it 22 and and there might also be in 21 so yeah in the in the early stages of January the other thing about that that I really like is um, obviously I think Ronaldo is just going to be a key asset over that period he's obviously got very good games like you said he's got extra games I think a lot of people will go to him obviously they have a new manager now since when we last talked and um, although Man United still haven't looked fantastic the team still looks kind of geared up to get Ronaldo points and he's obviously on penalties um but if he misses out a game which i think is a danger given the fact that well just covid for a start it can happen to anyone at any point but also um the 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 quick turnaround the games you've got david de Gea sat there haven't you like you said they're always on the last day so if they if you look at the man united team sheet and then surprisingly ronaldo's on the bench you know david de Gea, you can just stick the armband on him so i think he really is a a key person to go to I'm just going to throw some other goalkeepers out there quickly for you. Just to, I think David De Gea is probably the top pick, but I ended up going for Martinez the other day when um, Aston Villa's game then got cancelled, which was brilliant. So that was a brilliant move by me. But I did like Villa's fixtures and their defence looking good. So I think he's a, he's another reasonable option to throw out. Would you think he's a that's he's a decent shout or not? Because obviously last season he was he was ridiculous as well. So we know he has got it in his locker. Definitely, and I, I do think he's a good option. And Gerard seems to have tightened the defence up quite a lot um, mm. and he's still making saves I, I do like Martinez um, 
I don't think I'd go there. I think if I had a blank canvas and I could pick any goalkeeper I wanted to right now, I'd probably order it as De Gea first, and then I'd maybe have Ramsdale still up there mm-hmm. in second place just because he's doing so well. Yeah. Then I'd probably slot the likes of Martinez, maybe Lloris even, because they've got some extra fixtures. They in have, there yeah, they've got extra games. I was about to mention him as another option as well. Yeah, I, think so, a few, I think there's a few goalkeepers in there to move to, although most people are probably sat on Ramsdale and aren't, aren't in this situation. But even with him, you could probably look at, at the De Gea ones. I think it does stand out, and, and even the Lloris one as well, like you say. Um, yeah, carry on with your team then. So in defence, any, any, I suppose you haven't got Trent yet, have you? I heard you talking about him the other day no. saying you want to get him. I bet you wish you did. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So I was going to do that three for none for, for Trent. I know a lot of people touted it. I think you brought Trent before that, didn't you? But a yeah. lot of people made that move from Ronaldo over to Trent. And obviously it's going to cost you two transfers or depending on you might want to keep Trent and daisy chain someone else, which, which, would be, which would have been wise. I just couldn't do that if I wanted to get Trent and the only person I could take out was Ronaldo and I knew I had to bring him back in so I'm thinking well it's going to be two transfers I'm not going to captain Trent in any of those games let's just hide behind the sofa and hope I get lucky I haven't really got that lucky um, because he did despite the fact they haven't kept a clean sheet he's managed to get 14 and I think 8 points or 7 um, in two games with no clean sheets I mean that's just unreal for a defender so it just shows what he's capable of and they've got leads this weekend you could you could easily bang in a goal there as well. So mm. yeah, I, I I don't think it's been a disaster, but at the same time, you know, in hindsight, if you've made that move, I think you'd be quite you'd be quite content with it. Um, but the way that the fixtures are going, as I said, so Liverpool, Man City, I, as good as they've been, I don't think it's the time to bring them in now. The way that the rearranged games are are potentially shaping up. Yeah. Um, I think if you're if you are looking to bring players in now. I'd maybe be looking at Man United. I'd maybe be looking at Tottenham, um, just for those for those extra games. So I'm sitting with my defence. I've still got the Chelsea block, which has been quite frustrating, um, obviously. But at least the silver lining is at least they've played over the last few weeks. Mm. Their games have gone ahead, so I've got Rudiger, James, and Alonso as well as Mendy. So Mendy's going. I'll probably take out at least probably another two of them um, in the next few weeks. And again, I'll be targeting probably Man United, maybe even a couple of Spurs players. Because mm. I've saved the transfers for the fixture gains. I don't think the fixture gains have come to fruition pre-Christmas because of all the cancellations, unless you went for Liverpool. But it is hopefully looking like there's going to be a chance as we move into the new year to, to start loading up on those teams with extra games. So that's that's the plan. Obviously, at the moment, we don't know if these fixtures are going to go ahead. It looks likely, um, but hopefully we get some more clarity. And by the point, we've got clarity about AFCON as well. Mm-hmm. You'll know more about when Salah's last game is going to be, when Mendy's last game is going to be, and you can you can plan those changes. And also, so I've also I've got a pretty straightforward midfield of Rafinha, Gallagher, and Bernardo. I don't think I'm looking to move on any of those. And then um, Ronaldo's still on the team, obviously with Salah, and I've got Antonio who I brought in, who just looking at him makes me feel sick. So I, <laughs> I think I want rid of him at some point Harsh. as well. <laughs> he is, he's, he's 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 an illness on my team, and I think he's actually caught COVID himself. So yeah, there's, um, there's rumours about that. We'll see. I guess we'll see. We're recording this just before West Ham play tonight in the uh, in the cup. So let's hope that Moyes says something about it because he's not the most forthcoming of managers, is he? So I don't know. I mean, I I ended up moving Rafinha to Antonio despite being a massive advocate on spaces of keeping Rafinha over this period. Um, it, yeah, he's got a little bit lucky because he's got the penalties, but we knew that about him. He would have the penalties, and he is just a fantastic player. So it can happen in any game. So yeah, I probably should have held him. 
Um, but yeah, I'm sat with Antonio as well, so I'll wait with bated breath. At the end of the day, if he if if he's out or or whatnot, then I probably even though Rafinha's still got I think still another hard game. Yeah, he's playing away to Liverpool, isn't he? In fact, I've got the the fixtures on the screen there, so he's away to Liverpool. Uh, which isn't great, but I think home to Villa from that point onwards, they're not too bad. They suddenly start coming back good again, so I'll just I'll just cut my losses and bring Rafinha back in for him probably in that scenario, um, because I still think Rafinha is just I mean he's up there with Gallagher as one of the best guy picks in the game. So I don't know what I was thinking to be honest. Um, yeah, okay, um, it's looking good. So up front, you're just looking to get you've already got Ronaldo, haven't you? And then just play Salah and, and look at a Spurs player. Then I, I think is that is that right? Are you looking to get one of Kane or Son in? Yeah, I think that's right. I think so. We've mentioned Man United potentially having extra games. Obviously, Spurs have had more cancellations than than anyone else. So they've still got Burnley, Brighton, and Leicester games to be to be rescheduled. Mm. Um, and and if United are going to have these these FPL double game weeks as they're known in January, then it looks like Tottenham will too. And the fixtures for Tottenham this is obviously starting from Boxing Day, but they've got Palace, Southampton, Watford, and Arsenal with two of those potential postponements to go in as well. So that's Burnley, Brighton and Leicester. So those games look pretty good. So I think Kane obviously scored at the weekend. Should have got sent off, in my opinion, for a disgraceful challenge yeah. on Robertson. Mm. Um, but he might come back into the fray. And Son still looks electric, doesn't he? So yeah. depending on how budget goes at the time, maybe shuffle the pack. And if I've got enough for Kane, I'll probably go there. But Tottenham don't seem to be getting any penalties anymore, which Kane obviously relies on for for shot yeah. bonus and for. I mean, but, yeah, that we can't take anything from that, can we? Because the refs change every week. It seems like one week they're deciding they're not giving any penalties, and then the next week they were too harsh and they'll be a bit more lenient. And it's just comical. You can see because it it's not like it's a bit and it it's always one or the other, isn't it? The whole game week is just penalties or it's none. It just seems that way all the time. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the refs are given a dressing down after each week and told, you know, that they were slightly too harsh that week or whatnot. But anyway, Kane's always always been the the preferred pick in Sky for me. Um, but I think we're at the point now where Son, given the little bit of saving and what it can make from your team, there is absolutely no desire to destroy your team to change Son into Kane. If that makes sense, I think you just go Son in that scenario and, and be quite comfortable with it. Um, you could easily just outscore him. Um, I Pretty do right. think. I do think that Kane missed... I mean, he missed a lot of opportunities in that last game, but he was getting the opportunities, and that's always the thing with Kane. He just needs those shots and those opportunities, and normally he will convert them. Obviously, his goal was still pretty good as well. Um, but I do think that game suits him. We, they had a long period to work with his players, Conte. There, The longer time he gets, the better, hopefully, they will become. They can't, they can't be continuously as bad as they were, I don't think, not with some of the players that they've got in their team up front. Um, but I think the Liverpool game did suit them a bit. You could see it was kind of that early Jose Mourinho phase where they were sort of soaking up the pressure and then looking to counter quickly, putting the ball straight in for Son and Kane, and, and obviously they were getting the opportunities, which is great. How they'll then perform in some of the easier games, we still haven't really seen, but I like to think that Conte's worked with them and is going to start working again. So yeah, I'll probably go there again, despite Kane failing, uh, or all of us who, who went there over the last... Uh, when they had that sort of period of five great games, including Norwich, etc. But we've got to kind of chalk that off, I think, and it just makes sense to get him. It's not just on, um, you know, they're a good team with decent fixtures. It's the fact that they've got the extra quantity of games. And obviously, if you keep if you keep playing with extra games, you've always given yourself a chance, even if it's just picking up twos and threes here and there or shot tiers, you're going to end up uh, getting value for that transfer, I think. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'd say with Spurs, though, that the only challenge you've got is that they continuously play on the first day of each game week. So right. they play on they play on Boxing Day, 
They mm. then play the first the Tuesday, then they play again on the, the first day of the, ne- the next week. So capitalizing on that's quite tricky. But if you are sitting there with Salah and let's say Salah disappears to AFCON on the 20, let's say maybe the 20, 28th-ish, if he goes, if let's say he's not going to end up playing on that, that Leicester game. I think that the signs are that he will. So it might be that it's the week after. Mm-hmm. But the point of the matter is that Kane plays early in the game week against Watford on the first. He's also got Southampton on the 28th. So either of those days could be an entry point if, if you know that Salah's going to be away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that could be something you look at. And then you could argue that Kane is a captaincy option, maybe even on both days, right? Because the other games, <clears throat> Liverpool away at Leicester, Spurs have got Southampton on that day. Uh, and then on the first, Arsenal versus Man City does probably point towards a Cancelo captain, but Arsenal have been much better recently. That's not an easy game. And Spurs have got Watford that day. And that's really the only other standout, yeah. standout game. And Watford are so, pretty much, across um, expected goals data, Watford still sit bottom of the league in terms of their defensive numbers. So uh, officially the worst defence really on data. So I know there's been a period of time there, but you'd like to think if there's any game that Spurs are going to score in. And Watford, obviously, being at home as well, have to come out at least a little bit, right, compared to being away from home. So there might be some space there. So, yeah, I think uh, I think a Spurs captain's looking good. You wouldn't look at West Ham away to Palace. Obviously, the Palace are a good side. Leicester home to Norwich is great, but how many Leicester players have we got? I don't think anyone will really have any. I don't think you want to bring Vardy in now, especially around Christmas. This is usually where um, the minutes start to take the toll on him. And like you say, Cancelo away to Arsenal, that's probably, yeah, um, it's going to be the, the sort of square off between a Cancelo and a Spurs option there, which um, if you've got both the players, then obviously you're onto a bit of a winner there anyway, because they're probably going to be the most heavily captain ones. So yeah, I think it's, it's a good argument to get a Spurs player. Um, and I'll me personally, I've obviously got Salah in my team like everyone else. He'll probably end up going to Kane or Son. I also brought in Mane for Ronaldo when Ronaldo's games were, were cancelled just to get the extra games, which worked out. He got a few extra points, but not too many, uh, and and then I'll probably move him on. So I'll have Ronaldo and a Spurs player in for Salah and Mane. So it's, my team's pretty set up to do that, and they're probably my only impending transfers. Um, uh, and maybe Antonio to Rafinha. Um, that, that's about it that I've got in my mind, which will see me through. I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. I think my team's quite set up quite nicely because I've obviously got um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, James, Cancelo and Rudiger. And although Chelsea's games get worse, and I've got two of them, I think if you are going to have two of them, James and Rudiger are probably the standout ones. So maybe I can look at moving a James or a Rudiger on to another player. Maybe I can look at a Man United defender. Maybe I can look at um, going for a Spurs defender, but I'm not particularly happy about that. I think it would probably be looking at getting in Laporte or something like that and doubling up on the Man City defence, even though they've got less games and they're harder. I just think Laporte is just... I mean, I don't know if you've been looking now, but I'm going to bring up the data here at the moment. We go to successful passes... Um, across the whole season per 90 Laporte now sits top of every player in the league at 82 successful passes on average so he's getting passing to every game they, they're a favourite for a clean sheet in every game they play and for me it's one of those ones where just because the games are a little bit tougher or they haven't got the number of games he's just a, a, a pretty damn good buy to be honest and it's a nice price it's 9, 9.1 it's a big saving on Diaz um, I agree. I've been trying to find a way of getting him in for ages, and I just haven't managed it. I should have brought him in instead of Antonio, but the, the way the fixtures were, it just it wasn't set up to bring bring a City defender in. But yeah. I think if I was going to go back there, he'd be the one I was looking at. And I think the games, as much as it looks like they're going to have fewer matches in between now and the overhaul than other teams, they still do have. Uh, yeah, they've got, obviously got Leicester, Brentford, Arsenal, 
Chelsea. I mean, you could see them keeping clean sheets. And yeah, all it's more to compare compared to Chelsea, right? Who are in a similar situation where they don't have as games and their games are tougher. And yeah. I mean, I still think there's probably. I don't think in Rudiger's case or James's case, they're probably fairly nailed. But James in the past has at least been rotated a bit. So yeah, it might, I just think maybe a Chelsea defender, maybe if you've got one who's even worse than them, to a Laporte is not the worst. I'd still have Trent right at the top at the moment, even though you know because of, of what he offers an alternative captain as well for um for a Salah, but. It's a shame that the, the Spurs and the Man, Man United defenders don't really appeal, really. And obviously, De Gea offers us that with Man United. But I think those two teams would offer us a decent option um, on paper, right? Because of the fixtures and extra games. But I don't... Would you look to get a Man United defender or a Spurs defender? I just don't know if I could bring myself to do it, to be honest. Because they don't really tick any of the boxes I normally look for. Mm, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, some people I think I've seen have got Dalo from United. Yeah, he's cheap. Rumors that he's, yeah. He's cheap. Don't know if he's going to be nailed on. That's the only concern. Mm. So maybe him. May, maybe maybe look at Maguire. Um, Let's just bring him for up, yeah. security of starts. I don't think his passing numbers have been anywhere near what you would hope. Um, I think I think he does. He threatens bonus. I don't think he gets it frequently. But since Rannick's come in, I think he's been passing it about a little bit more. I think he did get bonus against Palace. I think he got, he got tier one really, versus Palace. Yeah, nothing. He didn't get any yeah. tiers versus Norwich. Nothing versus Arsenal. And before that, the, he's full of zeros and minuses. <laughs> but then he had the other, uh, had the, the previous manager in Solskjaer. So I don't know. He's a, he, if I was to pick any Man United defender, I'd still probably go for him. Because I think he's the most nailed one, and he probably does get the passes. But it's a stretch, isn't it? I think. That that's the scenario where just because they've got the extra games, I'd still be fairly comfortable just sat with a Chelsea one, and it's it's a shame really because Luke Shaw's got the potential. I think if he was playing and he takes all the set pieces and stuff, he's obviously got the chance. But um, yeah, not an option for me anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's probably fair. It's, it's it's tricky, and Spurs are in the same boat, right? Because they've obviously got the additional games, and there's just there's no one really from their defence that that stands out as being. A great option. Mm. Um, Simon Davies has been doing pretty. Simon Davies has been doing pretty well. He's he's seven point eight million, which is probably a little bit too much than what I'd like to spend on him. I, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. But in terms of actual um, playing on the pitch, he sits as that third centre back on the left hand side, which is giving a little bit of license to bomb forward. I think they they attack predominantly down the left because uh, Regulian, when he's fit at least, and Sessegnon when he hasn't been, is kind of their main attacking wing back. And then as a result, the left the left centre-back kind of pushes up with them almost. And he's yeah. put in a few tasty crosses. I mean, he got an assist versus Norwich. He got a 10-pointer versus Norwich, seven points versus Brentford. He got nine points versus Everton, and he picked up a passes tier. So I think the longer Conte works with him on his system, I think you're going to see the odd tackle because he's the third, you know, he's on the he's on the side of the centre-backs, which obviously gives him a chance to put more tackles in. You're going to see the odd passing bonus versus some of the weaker teams. And you're going to pick up maybe the odd assist, maybe two or three from now to the end of the season or something. So it's really just do you back Spurs' defence to keep clean sheets with the extra games and stuff? And I think there's a decent chance. So he's he's probably an outside bet if you're looking for someone more budget in defence and you want to move a Chelsea player to you know to get a Ronaldo or to get a better option somewhere else. I think he's he probably does put his hand up out of all the Spurs players, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do just worry with Spurs, Spurs centre-back. They've got quite a number of options and nobody seems like they've absolutely nailed themselves down in their in their uh, positions. I don't know. I think, I think, I think Davies is... He's probably the only one who can play that left-sided centre-back. And I think Dyer, he's he's been playing him in the centre and he's been pinging a lot of passes. I think those two are fairly comfortable. I think it's that right-sided centre-back that is open to change quite a bit. And Romero's been 
to be injured or suspended or something. Um, let me see. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, got, a ham, he's got a hamstring injury, I think. He's got a hamstring injury, right. I think he probably he's going to keep out for a while, though. I, I don't, I, from the last update I saw, it's not looking like he's going to okay. be back. Yeah, I mean, Regulian's 8.5, and he obviously will probably get more attacking returns, but um, I think 7.8 Davies is probably the shrewder pick, to be honest, in Sky, um, just about. Um, anyway, what should we do then? Should we look at the, uh, the the upcoming games and see who you're captaining and what you're... I mean, you've obviously talked us through your, your few free plans there, but um, for me, on Boxing Day, assuming all the games go ahead, um, we've got Man City home to Leicester, which instantly tempt me, but then you've got the very first game on the fixture list, which is Liverpool at home to Leeds, and the way Leeds have been defending. Um, is, has it got to be Salah? I, I think it kind, kind of has. I, I, oh, it's a no-brainer. I mean, that's going to be an absolute battering, isn't it? The Leeds are still playing, I don't know, sort of some kids that they've obviously just called up <laughs> from 23. Some of the players that get nowhere near the starting 11. Mm. They, they, they really, like, the way they played against Arsenal, it was, it was I, I'm not a Leeds fan, but I was furious watching it. Just <laughs> kamikaze football when you're playing with kids like that. I mean, obviously, fair play, they're sticking to their, they're mm. sticking to the, the strategy, but, you know, you'd think maybe a bit of pragmatism would come into play when you're playing with players that are nowhere near the level that you mm. you know need to beat in this league maybe just put some players behind the ball and try and defend but no that's not what Bielsa does so I can see them getting absolutely battered so yeah Salah every day yeah it's, it's hard to I started this um, video saying that I think we always have to consider Cancelo and I think Cancelo at home to Leicester who are also one of the worst defences in the league in the expected day are I do think Cancelo could have an absolutely fantastic game here again um, but I think it's just the fact that Leeds have you know, they've shown the potential to ship a massive amount of goals. They've got so many injuries. We know that they're, at least from everything we've seen up to this point, and, and Les Beals had suddenly decided, you know, that's enough. I'll throw the towel in. I will play in a different way. Um, you know, you've got to go with what we know so far, and the chances are he'll play open again, and playing open against that Liverpool attack just looks like it's already uh, a bad decision <laughs> before he's even made it, and they're going to score a lot of points. So, yeah, I think mine will be Salah. Um Obviously, we've only got the one game Monday, the 27th, which is Newcastle, Man United. Um, obviously, wait for the lineups and see what the situation is. But if Ronaldo's in the starting lineup for me, I'll probably be taking Mane out and bringing Ronaldo in and, and putting the armband on him. And I imagine uh, you'll have Ronaldo captain, and I think virtually everyone else in the game will probably have Ronaldo captain on that day. I can't. Maybe a few will have David de Gea, like you said. I, th I don't know if there'll be anyone else really captained on that day. So. With the extra games, the fact that they've got good games, he's a good player. It literally ticks all the boxes to me. Whereas if you haven't got a captain, you need to bring one in on that day rather than just avoid it. I don't think it's an avoid game personally. No way. No, no. Yeah. I think you want to make sure you've got someone from United there. And I, it might end up being that those who did decide to take Ronaldo out and gamble on the free for end up end up you know falling in the in the river and coming up with a salmon in their mouth if, if Ronaldo doesn't end up playing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm like, at this point, there's no there's nothing to suggest that he won't. Although some rumours that he wasn't training yesterday, but it's all a phased return. It's all fine. He's yeah, be okay. I've just seen on Twitter now he's uh, turned up to training today. So oh, there we are. We're fine then. Yeah. So yeah. so it looks like he's going to play. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I've got him with him still. He'll be the he'll be the captain, and I might depending on if we hear anything more about Mendy's departure date, might be a night to bring in De Gea as well, mm. just because I think surely Newcastle's a decent chance of a clean sheet, and then the games are good from there. So yeah, it might, might be a might be a transfer that day for me. Yeah. Also, though, on that one, if Mendy 
Um, Chelsea have actually got home to Brighton on Wednesday the 29th, which is their next game. And then Man United play again on Thursday the 30th. And you get to see lineups in both cases there as well. So I don't think there's a... Ma- you know, Newcastle, they can score a goal. You know, despite them being pretty bad, they can actually score goals occasionally. So I think there is an, there is an argument to say wait for Chelsea home to Brighton, who struggle to score goals, especially away from home. And then get him uh, David Hay for the Burnley game. So you could go either one there, I think. Absolutely. Um, I'd, love, I'd like to think that by the 27th, we'll know if if Mendy's going to be hanging around for that game mm. on the Wednesday. If if it is that Mendy's away by the Wednesday, then just bring in, bring in De Gea on the 27th. If not, wait till the, wait till yeah. the 30th. And um, I think all the noise is still that the AFCON's going ahead, isn't it? But I suppose that we always have to be wary that that might just not even happen. Um, yeah. So moving on to Tuesday, 28th of December. Uh, fixtures on the screen there. Is it just a case of Salah's playing, so we'll stick the armband on them again? They're playing Leicester. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, at, at this point, it looks like Salah's going to be playing that game. So, yeah. If anything changes, then then I could be in a bit of trouble because I've not got that many other options. I've, I've got Antonio still. He could maybe be the one against Watford. Watford. Mm. Yeah. But I think it'll be, it'll be Salah again for me there. I, yeah. I, I presume the same for you. Yeah, same for me. I mean, Villa are playing Leeds. So if Leeds have just been thumped 9-0 versus Liverpool and are continuing to play that way, I think a Villa, you know, if you've got a Watkins, I think a lot of people maybe looked at him over the last couple of weeks. They certainly did in FPL, maybe not in Sky, but he's maybe an outside shout. But yeah, West Ham player versus Watford probably stands out most for me. I mean, I still think Arsenal at home to Wolves. Wolves struggle to score in any game. So if you sat with Ramsdale, you know, I don't think he'd be the worst option to, to captain on that day either. Um and even the likes of, uh, if you've got any of their midfield assets, which are all doing, just performing really well. It's decent, decent at picks, probably. Uh, Wednesday the 29th, Chelsea home to Brighton, Man City away to Brentford. I'd be tempted by a Chelsea, I'd be tempted by a simple Rudiger, because I think that's likely to be a 10-pointer. Um, the, the thing is, Chelsea defence has been a bit up and down, and if they've got no centre midfielders, maybe not. But I just, I can't look past Cancelo, even if it's an away game. Um, I think Cancelo will be my captain on that day. Yeah, I've got absolutely no faith in the Chelsea defence anymore after what they did against Everton. So, yeah. um, I, I suspect they're probably conceding that game. They're just they're a joke at the moment. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they have had a lot of injuries and, and stuff, but yeah, I, I think it'll be Cancelo really straightforward pick that night. Yeah, I think that'll be a very big day for the, the teams at the top hand because a lot of the, the top players have got a lot of defenders from Chelsea and Man City still knocking around in their team. Some have got a complete back six, essentially, with a keeper and defender of a mixed match of the teams, some heavily on, on one and the other. But if Chelsea and Man City keep clean sheets on those days and end up um, getting their passing bonus and stuff, you're going to see a, a huge swing. That could be a huge day. You know, If they both concede, then obviously it's going to go the other way. So... Yeah, just watch out for the rank swings on that day. They're going to be huge, depending on where you sit. Thursday, the 30th of December, is also in the game week. We've got Everton home to Newcastle. I think there's some murmurs that Calvert-Lewin might be back for that one, or very close, which would be a teaser if he's in the lineup. But I I don't know about you, but do you you ever go that early on a player where if he's just suddenly, say, starting that game, it's a good game, do you just bring him straight away, or do you always wary that they're probably not up to scratch, or they could re-injure themselves, or what? What's your general philosophy on that? Yeah, I mean, I do like going early on players. I don't like going early on players that play for Everton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I pro- and also, Rafa's just such... If he did pick up a knock again, Rafa's oh, he's out for a couple of days and it ends up being three months. Yeah. So I, I don't, I've, I've fallen out of love and trust with Rafa. Um, <laughs> but what I would say, if you did want to bring Calvert-Lewin in, the games are pretty good. I think that they've got... They've got fantastic uh, games, yeah. Newcastle, really then they've got... Run. 
Brighton and I think they've got a game against Norwich as well in January. Maybe a rescheduled game against Leicester to come in. So they've got some, they've got some good games in there. Yeah, um, the games that are on paper are Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Villa in the next five. And like you say, there might be a rescheduled one in there for Leicester as well, which are worse. Then they've got Newcastle after that. Sorry, I'm going to keep going for a little while. Then Leeds. <laughs> God, it gets bad. Let me read this properly. Yeah, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton is their next eight good. games. And then obviously maybe a, a rescheduled one in there as well. So if you'd have told me they've any team's got that games i'd be slightly interested and if it's calvert lewin it is a teaser it's been a long-term injury though so who knows what it's exactly. going to be like he could end up picking up another knock i think i think put this right if you're in a situation where you fancy rolling the dice then maybe it could be worth it um would you captain him against Newcastle? You probably could as well, but yeah, Man United is a good game too. I think the appeal is the fact that he's a striker. We've had no strikers all season that have been particularly good, right? On Obviously in Sky, Salah's a striker, so yeah, we've got him. He goes away soon. You've got Ronaldo, and then if Antonio's got these issues with COVID or he's just been as dire as he's been of late, there's still not really that many strikers putting their hands up, and he kind of fills the slot. So I think I do predict that... Um, a few people will start to look at him and obviously it depends how he how he looks and how he's doing but yeah going early could be an opportunity if you're down the ranks somewhere and um, you're looking at how the hell I'm going to catch up that's probably a, a potential one I think that you could look at and just look to go early and, and hope you get lucky on, on the situation um, yeah we'll have, we'll have to see I guess he may not even be anywhere close it might just be rumours at this point but I thought that's what I saw so yeah on that day for me it'll be Ronaldo home to Burnley probably um, and even if I did bring in Calvert-Lewin for that game I'd probably still have the armband on Ronaldo for that game as well there is obviously a chance that Ronaldo gets rested and if you know if that happens then maybe people will go to Calvert-Lewin this is true yeah we'll have to see I'll be interested to see if he comes back for that game or not and yeah those fixtures are ones to keep an eye on if they can sort it I think they've got injuries all throughout their team all over the place though so even if he comes back he might not be able to get the service we'll have to see <clears throat> right I think that's it anything else you want to cover at all now? I think we've exhausted everything but I would say maybe this week we'll uh, we'll try once we get more information about maybe fixtures once we get more information about AFCON we might try and throw spaces in at some point yeah, yeah. Um, can uh, which was which was actually really good. Quite enjoyed the interaction that we got from that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for joining those. And apologies for us being away for so long, but we're pleased to be back. And hopefully, we're going to make this more more of a consistent fixture now. Oh yeah, it'll be consistent from now. Don't worry, we're all good now. As long as the computer doesn't blow up, we're all good. I think. Um, so they'll continue from now. <clears throat> and yeah, throwing in those spaces every now and then um, alongside them is good to do. I think, especially just because you can react to uh, the news is so quick and fast that sometimes a podcast doesn't have time to catch up. Sometimes we have. I mean, just this game week alone, we've obviously got a whole set of fixtures. Then we've got double game weeks all over the place potentially coming up. So spaces fill that gap, right? So we'll try to do that. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. Um, get yourself on the Fantasy Football Scout website and have a look at the members area if you've not already. A lot of the stats and stuff we talk about uh, are obviously taken from there. Get yourself a Christmas gift and get involved. Um, catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, bye-bye.